Hey guys, welcome back to the post show. Uh, this week we talk Hawkeye and kind of the standstill we're at with that right now. Uh, we talk about the Spider-Man early reviews and kind of you know Marvel embargo reviews as a whole. Um, we talk Arcane episodes one and two. Now that I've caught the first episode, I'm really digging that. I get it, the hype now. So look forward to more talks about that between us. Uh, on the news front, we talk about Cowboy Bebop being canceled by Netflix. Uh, we get into the uh, the sentencing of the president of UFO Table for the tax evasion that happened a year or two ago. Uh, the Jujutsu Kaisen runtime. Uh, we talk about that and kind of you know the release date. And then also we talk about the new uh, Dragon Ball Super poster that just came out. We saw moments before we recorded. Uh, and then we kind of wrap things up uh, with Halo Infinite with the campaign coming out. Again, a lot of Halo talk lately, guys. Probably more to come. Again, we are we are having so much fun with that. We're reliving our teens for sure. Um, and then we kind of finalize it with a little more anime with 86 and Jojo uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and some Mob Psycho. And then we kind of have a succession talk and... Uh, Kind of just to, <clears throat> we didn't get too much into that because Dave isn't caught up, but great stuff. Anyways, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, we will see you next week. And if you haven't this week already, we released our episode for Demon Slayer, episode nine of the Entertainment Arc. And uh, yeah, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hey there, fella. Hey, Dave. How are you? Mm, pretty good, and you? I am relatively swell. What am I drinking here? Oh, this is a good name for a beer. Cause and Effect. Ooh, I don't even I like know. Steady? They're they're calling it a steady blonde ale. Hmm. It's uh. It's fine. <laughs> it is wet. Yeah, it has beer in it. So yeah. there's that. We just wrapped up, um, the Demon Slayer podcast. What is that? Episode nine, technically eight, mm. nine. I don't know. It's annoying. It's, I I find that so silly. It's it's such an oversight. They're silly, opinion. silly bitches. I mean, what? Ugh, whatever. Um, that was fun though. Good episode. Mm-hmm. Fun mm-hmm. stuff. Now we shift gears. Mm. What do you got? I I'm like sixty percent sure you didn't watch it, but I'm gonna lead with it anyway. Mm. I could be wrong. Have you seen the second episode of Hawkeye? I have not. <laughs> yeah. Well. You know? uh, honestly, honestly, Dave, probably I'm probably not going to watch the rest of it. Yeah, okay. So I'm not going to spoil for you or the audience too mm. much. I will say um, that the episode is like the definition of hitting everything on the nose. Okay. Like it, like there's like there's just nothing left up to the imagination. Like you just you could feel like. Someone had a checklist of, like, beats we have to hit, and, like, they are hitting them, and it feels very obvious, Mm. but I had a completely unrelated person, like, come up to me on the weekend and be like, yo, are you watching Hawkeye? Isn't it, like, fun for, like, a fun family watch? And I was like, what? Like, I mean, Mm. but then again, like, that person, like, I don't know, they don't have a fucking podcast that, you know, (laughs) talks about anime and... (laughs) like puts the mcu under a microscope so i don't know they were happy with it and i'm not and that's okay i don't know if i'll watch anymore um it just wasn't really it's not really working for me i feel like if you wanted to you could probably predict how this goes because it it is like you can just feel the marvel formula at work sure and i think we both had quite a few gripes with the the pilot and you know i don't want to start on a negative note or a negative tone this isn't like who we are we don't just like 
shit all over things. Mm-mm. This is the first MCU thing we're not going to get through literally maybe ever. So cut us some slack. Um, but yeah, Hawkeye episode two, I thought it was eh. I think it's just fatigue, you know? Like it's maybe there's a lot of fatigue be, going on. It could just be some seasonal uh seasonal weather uh depression or whatever <laughs> you want to call it, but um I don't know. It's you know, maybe it's one of those things where it just came out at the wrong time of year. Maybe Christmas was not the right time or the right theme for this, you know? It's it's, it's funny because I yeah. I liked the trailer when I found out it was a Christmas theme. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, they haven't really done that. That's like a good idea." mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And then, like, it's, you know, in the execution, I find it to be fumbling um, Mm. a little bit. And, like, you know, the one thing that I'll uh, go down swinging about is that, like, it isn't really about the performances so much as it is the writing. You know, the the sheen is there. The CG is there. Like, the stunt work is decent. Cinematography is good. Like, all the there are all the pieces for a good show in here, except for the fact that the idea is bad. Mm. And the execution of that idea is worse. And I'm a grumpy old man. <laughs> so, sorry. Yeah, it's it's a bummer. You know, it's like... It, it feels bad because, you know... You know, Captain... Or uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. That was the one I was like, ugh, like... All right, let's Let do down, this, I yeah. guess. No, but even going, you know, I was like, I'm not, I'm not excited for this one. You know, like it, it'll be good. To see, I'm sure, like, there's going to be moments of that I'm going to like, but going into it, I just wasn't super, super excited. This is the one I was like, fucking, like, let's go. Like, I'm ready for it, and it's just total. Like, I sat through, and I didn't, really, you know, we weren't super impressed with all the stuff that happened in in uh, Winter Soldier there, but no. At the very least, like we watched it. Yep, we made it through. There were some we moments. Made this I was just like, uh, I'm like, I'm good. You know, I don't. Uh, I stared at. I had it on like on Disney Plus up, and I was just looking at Hawkeye. I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> it's just like it's, I, I. It's not supposed to feel like work. I think it's a, long too. That's the other thing too. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because I think the first, or the second episode, shorter than the first. It's only like 38 minutes, and it took me over an hour to watch because I just mm. kept like pausing it and getting up. I was, I just wasn't in it, you know. Mm um okay over to you it it could yeah you know good good point well last note we'll see what the reviews say at the end of the day because those aren't super superficial and formulaic themselves sure i'm I'm kidding like the reviews for what was it uh spider-man dropped today Mm. oh yes yeah we talked about that earlier and it was like (laughs) you know i did again i don't mean to like rain on the parade but it's like of course people are like the same like fucking variety collider reviewers they're all gonna say it was great like i'm like don't they always like has there ever been a marvel movie where people did like they didn't like plaster the like quotations like triumphant mm. astonishing transformative an experience that will stay with you like they always get their quote they're fucking marvel 100 percent. you know and like you know i'm i been known to be and you know accused at times of being hyperbolic and like overexcited in the moment of something you of know course. but we all it's just, we all are you know like you know you and i were uh we get fan, that way all the time we're fans of things but like you read these marvel reviews like these pre or pre-reviews or whatever you want to call them the, yeah, embargo, the embargo reviews yeah. and it's like fucking spare me man <laughs> like we all know it's going to be a solid seven like let's let's not you know let's not yeah. really blow this out of the water and that's what i'm seeing it just it seems it's patronizing honestly it is it's like let me guess things are going well and then he faces adversity and then mm. there's a cgi battle at the end it's mm. like you know i know that going in but i'm still an mcu fan 
And I'm, I'm still, excited. I'm I know the movie's gonna be good, but it's just like you see like the like the pre like the written trivel that's coming out beforehand. You're just like, come on, like you guys just getting your paycheck. Like, yeah, man. Uh, I I don't know. Um, what whatever. Um, what one one thing about um. God, I lost my train of thought, Grant. Uh, one thing I will say about this is that just based off of, you know, what you know if you're an MCU fan and, mm-hmm. that, you know, people are at different levels of, like, how engaged they get on a movie before they, they watch it, mm-hmm. um, is that, you know, it seems like an incredibly ambitious movie. Yes. Um, more so even than usual. Um, so, you know, if it, like, who knows if this is the last we see of, uh, Tom Holland or what's his face, but it feels like for this particular trilogy, I appreciate that they're swinging Mm. and we'll see if that works. I'm going to see it. Yeah. I'm probably going to enjoy it. That's well, I'm sure we'll leave it at that, but, uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Um, but you got anything else? What you got? Yeah. I checked out the first episode of Arcane. Oh, dude. Okay, I just watched the second episode of Arcane. Okay, all right. Here we go. Excellent. Okay. Um, it feels like Squid Game all over. Like, I see, I can visually see the hype. Like, you know, like, I got a, I got a phone call a couple weeks ago from Joe, and he was like, Grant. He's like, Arcane. Like, fucking, like, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> like, get on that. And I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't. And you would say the same thing, too. Like, you know, the League of Legends of it all, it doesn't really matter. Like, just no, enjoy not, it for what all, it is. Yeah. And, um... I get it. Like, it's, you know, the, um, like, I will say, like, story-wise, what's going on, it's nothing to be blown away of, like, in the first episode. In like pilot. It's a pilot, though. It's It's a pilot. Like, you know, like, you can definitely tell, it felt like they're, like, they're really stretching out, like, they're casting their net of, like, everything they're trying to hit in, the, like, the coming episodes, you know? Like, mm-hmm. they really tried to tee up, subtly, I will give them that, they subtly tried to tee up a bunch of things all at once, but it... It was just like, okay, I see what you're doing there, but holy fuck, man, the like just the visual fidelity of this, and you would talk about like the smoothness, like it actually feels like you're watching live action. Mm-hmm. It's 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 very 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 interesting. Um, great fight scene, realistic fight scenes. You know, spoilers for episode one for anyone listening. There's you know in the, early in the episode, there's like a, a brawl in a back alley, and we were talking about this about Squid Game, like how hard it is to make like a fight realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's in live action. Do you know how hard it is to make a fight look realistic in, in an animation? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's either you're like it's overstated or it's understated. This was like this, I, that's what like a back alley fight like for your life would look like, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was just I was kind of blown away by it. And the character designs are super super cool. The world, you know, it's it's so strange. It's a total random pull, but like the city, like because there's there's the underworld and there's like the upper city. Yep. Yep. Um, did you ever play Final Fantasy Nine? I haven't played a Final Fantasy game ever. Okay, fair enough. Well, anyway, Final Final Fantasy Nine is my it's my all time favorite game. Is that like a indie franchise? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah a, the, a Steam <clears throat> like uh, indie developer sale. Yeah, yeah, they're like they've been chugging along. You know, like it's it's actually kind of sad to see them. They're on like their 18th iteration, and like they, just, they can't seem to. Get it's just not catching. <laughs> it's just not catching. Uh, they're lucky to have me as a fan of, of their you know early so, in the series, but <laughs> they're welcome for the podcast shout out. <laughs> But anyway, so Final Fantasy Nine. Like again, I've I absolutely adore this game. And there's there's one town, there's one section of the game, the city called Lindblom, and it's kind of similar where it's like you know, lots of skylines, similar architecture, slight slight steampunk aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And it was like wow, it's like seeing the city of Lindblom come to life. And like it has nothing to do with it narratively, but it was just it was just it was so cool. Like the you know 
what I saw in it. And it kind of just, it's not that I wasn't into it, but I saw like just the the visual look of the show. It was like, whoa, like they're they are really trying something here. And um, I can sense some awesome, awesome fight scenes coming down the pipe for sure. It's, it's like if Pixar made a fucking TV show, dude. I cannot get over how gorgeous yeah. it is. It has like that almost claymation look to it, but it's not. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's a very specific look. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to think if I've seen something like it before, and 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 like people like don't pounce on me for this, but there are like Spider Verse into the Spider Verse mm. vibes, um, just in like the two D three D blend, the two D three D blend, some of the movement. Um, like, I do you know what I'm talking about when I I said last week or whenever it was like about the direction, mm-hmm. like. Like the close up on doors and door handles being twisted, like it's very much like it feels like there's a camera in the in the room. Mm. Like the way they're drawing it feels like a director manipulating a camera shooting a scene. And animes don't often feel like that. Sure, I, I don't know. Um, it's it's very weird. Um, but like it's super engaging. It's it's almost like distracting to watch because it's just a feast for the eyes. It's mm-hmm. just so different than what we're yes. used to. Mm-hmm. as anime viewers right like if you watch you know we're gonna have like a recap of the whole year um and i, I don't think you can liken that animation style to anything we've watched no, all year all. And I'm not necessarily saying that it's better but it's very 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 different is that yes. fair absolutely it's it's stunning like it's it is beautiful and the you know you can, they're gonna milk this cash cow like you know for for a long time and like if it looks like this and like that's the other thing too like the the writing is so real and so natural yeah. you know like the car like there's there's a scene where is the guy's name vander who the guy who runs the bar or yeah, whatever yeah, vander. and he, yeah he goes and he sees his buddy who where the kids got the tip for the heist kind of thing and like just seeing the two of them go back to back and forth in the store and it's just like this is like such an like an organic scene of like two buddies kind of shooting the shit. Like one's not mad at the other, but it's like like what the fuck were you doing? Like they're having like a, you know, like a, not like it's like a strict conversation, but it was just like this is crazy that like, you know, you don't always see super like you know we love anime, but sometimes the conversations just don't feel real sometimes just mm-hmm. because it's so, you know, anime can be so hyper focused on the conversation at hand that it's it's you know there's no little flourishes that you can throw into a conversation to make it look more real it's just like yeah. what, it's the brass tacks this was like felt like a lived-in conversation you know it was, it's more it was it's weird because it's so beautiful as an anim, like animation but it's style, so but humanizing it, right it's it's more akin to a live action than it yes. is the writing is more akin to live action than it is to the animation side of it which i think is yeah. kind of the secret sauce like i think it kind of it's a really good blend that's a know? really good observation they're, it's like they're treating the dialogue like it's real people and like they're steering clear of anime isms mm-hmm. I, I don't know um you know I, I i watched a clip um that someone put out um just about how like obviously league of legends is this larger than life game and apparently they've had amazing cinematics for quite a while now mm. and that like that's kind of i think what led into this because it is riot games behind all this you probably watch the same video <laughs> yeah it's just fucking crazy man like yeah. it's just such a feat um in in an age where like we just it we reliably see uh these sort of attempts fail mm-hmm. um you know adaptations in general pulling from source material like you know that has a cult following and getting outside of your comfort zone to try and do something creative like most of those endeavors especially these days when people are so critical you know mm. present um <laughs> like 
that stuff ends in tears more than half the time. Like, it's mm-hmm. tough. Did we say it on this podcast or on the last one about Cowboy Bebop? Mm. Um, that thing was out for less than a month. Yeah. Like, and and they uh, and they canceled it. Just did tough. you did you read like the viewer sh- uh, the the viewer drop off going into the second episode? It was something no. like four. four it, I I I, sh- I should really have the article in front of me, so you know I'll probably correct this next week. But it was something like forty percent, like immediately within ten minutes of in the second episode, just dipped. Like, oh, that's tough. yeah, everyone sat in. Everyone sat through the first one, and something, yeah, like ten minutes in, forty percent. 40%, 47% of the viewers just like, eh. That's tough, man. I Like, I just saw, like, a GQ feature ad of John Cho doing, like, an interview with them, still promoting the show. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's barely been out there, and mm-hmm. they threw that thing out with the bathwater. Tough, tough. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't... Like, it feels preemptive to be like, we're killing this. Like, couldn't you let... Wait, they like, should have doubled down and told everyone to fuck off. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, why not wait a bit? Like, why liter- mm. like why mar the launch of something by killing it before it's even had a chance? Like, I'm not saying it would have necessarily gotten better. I'm just saying, like, the like like the uh, preemptive like announcement of like we're not doing that. It was just weird to me. It's the thing that's weird to me is like, what is you know, like in your opinion, or I guess I'm asking you is like, what do you think is the most effective thing about a second season of anything? Well, I mean, with relation to Cowboy Bebop this time, in, in anything like like any show that has a rough first season, what is what is the the bonus going into a second one? <sighs> I don't know. Um, the fi- like the fine tuning, they yeah, have an opportunity you work to take the what bugs. Okay, here's a perfect one. Same Netflix and everything. The Witcher. The Witcher. Yeah, that's exactly the Witcher, what I thought of. You know, the the Witcher was well loved by a lot of people, but there was a lot of gripes. You know, me including, and they've. They were like, "Yeah, we hear you guys. Here's what we're gonna do with the second season. Like, we are gonna we're gonna take this and we're gonna fine tune and we're gonna make it so it actually works and it benefits everyone. You know, we make our money, you get to enjoy your IP. But in like, I, so that's a good point. But The Witcher didn't have insane drop off. It was still worldwide trending for like a month. Yes, again, okay. it had eyeballs. How much? How much of Netflix's content?" do they just you know bulldoze through regardless of whether it's watched or not mm-hmm. and just like well we got them on for three seasons let's just do it like the sets are made this and that yeah like i've seen i've seen what the show looks like they spent a lot of money on this like they tri- yeah yeah so they went for it, it man they really did it's it just seems like a waste like for something that you know obviously like and i didn't watch it because i was like fuck cowboy bebop it's just i haven't seen the original one and i'm not going to watch this one first you know yeah like i would have the right call I would have watched it no matter what. If or if I had seen the original, I would have watched this for sure. Yeah, at least tried. But I don't know. It's just like I know everyone was dunking on it and how it was atrocious and da 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 this and that. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into any of that because I don't know. But it just seems it just seems like a shame. Like yeah. right off the bat to do that. It, so it's it seems pre uh, just like a little preemptive, a little quick to the like a bit of a hair trigger. Mm. Like oh, we met some resistance. Fuck it. I don't I know. feel bad for John Cho because he was like really hyped and like he was, was and he so thrilled to be in the role. Man, the guy tore his fucking ACL on that movie. He was clear or on that set. Like he was clearly engaged. Like I watched, like I said, this interview with him. He was like, "Yeah, dude, like I'm a fan of the show. Like I know what I'm talking about. That's why this was like a labor of love and why we uh-huh. went for it." And I think I told you like that featurette that they put out of 
um, like it's a mini intro that they put out. Like with oh the, yes, yeah, it, it was amazing. And I that doesn't mean that the show is amazing. Like I understand like one thing is promo, one thing like they actually have to produce mm-hmm. a good product. And I mm-hmm. haven't watched it, so clearly like it just didn't work out. Um, and then there's this whole other side of the argument that you and I talk about all the time, which is like. How do you think this is going to go when you take something that's near and dear to people and is considered mm. a classic and you like slap a coat of paint on it and you take it outside of its medium? I'm not saying that like this was the right choice. I'm just saying like I don't think either of us are shocked either mm. that people were a little bit critical about it. Like we I probably would have been critical about it, but I, you know, I, I don't fucking know. Just a tough out. I feel bad. Mm-hmm. Um maybe we should stay on news cuz you brought cuz you brought that up. Yeah. Um I, br- I got two f- I mean, semi-fun pieces of news. Uh, the first, and we actually cover this in the Demon Slayer pod real quick, is that Demon Slayer is entering its uh, entertainment district arc, and you sent me this article of it confused the hell out of fans <laughs> because it's called the Red Light District arc in the manga, or at least uh, not in the manga, uh, in the Japanese transit, like in the source, it's literally called the Red Light District, and the, so that was confusing people. Um, that's not really news, but it is distant. It's an interesting read. It's an interesting read, and it's yeah. distantly related to my second piece of news, which is, oh no, I fucked this up completely. Ufotable. No, it, it is Ufotable, or Ufotable, Ufotable. They make Demon Slayer, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm still nailing this. Okay. <laughs> President of Ufotable oh, yeah. sentenced to 20 months in prison for tax evasion. Yeah. Apparent. So, I... I've been following that for a little cuz I don't think that's super new. He got cuz he got caught like a year or two ago. Yeah, but I think the verdict just came through. But I don't think he directly has anything to do with the animation cuz I think oh, they do no. a lot of other stuff. I don't think he's out there drawing frames. It's just No, but even then, I don't even think he's directly involved with the animation side at all. Mm. From what I've read or what I've understood. I think like it's just they're like um like Konami you know, like they have pachinko machines, they have exercise bars, and they also made games for like a period of time, oh, okay. or, you know, for a long time. I think it's that one of those things. But still, like, it definitely people were like super worried about uh, the future of Demon Slayer at one point when the news came out. Yeah, when he when he had got caught, it's just tough out. Yeah. Don't fuck with the tax man. Yeah, I mean, it's apparently Ever. yeah. You don't it's fuck with the tax man. Just like how how we do it over here. Yeah. Um. Okay. Last piece of anime related news. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie. We're getting closer uh, than I thought, releasing December 24th in Japan. So we all know it can take a minute. With that 2024, maybe? Yeah, who knows? Uh, Runtime is out. It's an hour 45. Seems like a good length. Okay, okay. Um, So yeah, we'll see how that goes. You know, I think the one thing is like, you know, we'll get to hear like how people react. You know, Mm -hmm. this is like... It's not the exact same, but it mm-hmm. is a similar run to Demon Slayer, right? Bombshell first season that is universally is loved. very similar, yeah. Follow it up with a movie. This movie's canon, but a prequel, I believe. So it's yes. not, you know, it's not leading into season two. But like you dropped a bombshell season first season. People are excited for more content. It's probably fair to say that the movie will do relatively well. Mm. I'm curious to see how it does both domestically and, and worldwide. So we'll keep an eye on that shit. Like, it's got some heat, but I'm curious to see what kind of heat it's going to have. Same. Like, Dim- Demon, is it going to be Demon Slayer levels or or no? But, um, but, but yeah, it's I'm, a very well-rounded show. Like, Absolutely. I'm yeah. super excited. Look to um, our end-of-year podcast where we talk about it more. Oh, we got so much anime to talk about at our year. I know. I have, I have anxiety thinking about how much we have yeah. to cover. <laughs> We're going to have to put, like, three hours aside. 
Oh my god, dude. Grant, that's so much. <laughs> did you see, uh, slightly in the news, did you see the uh, uh, Dragon Ball Super or Superhero still, or character designs today? It came out. Oh, the fucking 3D one? But that's the thing. You look at the poster, it doesn't look like it's 3D anymore. Well, it looks like ugh. it looks like standard 2D art. I wonder if they're backsliding. It's, I, I, it I almost looks like it. the poster for the movie. The way it just kind of what it is. Should be at the top of our anime there. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I'm 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 excited for because uh, it's for Dragon has, Ball or Jujutsu Kaisen. Well, Jujutsu Kaisen, but for Dragon Ball, like, is this a canon movie or is this just I don't know. Be like a total one off? Because if hope, it's one off, I am jumping right in. I think it's one. a. I don't think they said anything about it being canon oh, or follow. Okay. But then again, they put the word super in there, so I don't fucking know. I, mm. I should know, but I don't. Um, God, you gotta get around to watching Super. What are you doing on this podcast? I know. I got the laundry list is obscene. Uh, dude, yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> um, okay, do you want to turn or do you, I have I have things? If you don't want to turn, yeah, no, I'll, I'll I'll jump in. So I, I started playing the Halo campaign, um, Halo Infinite. Um, a couple hours in, you know, kind of spoiler. You and I talked about this a little bit the other night, but I am enjoying it. It's. I do kind of feel like I'm missing out on the Halo experience, though. Or, like, at least the campaign experience. Because I've always heard over the years how amazing the this, this story is and, like, mm-hmm. the, you know, the actual, you know, the tight, you know, the tightness of the game kind of blends well between multiplayer and campaign. And, you know, like, the new addition about this game is that it's semi-open areas, which I do like. And I like the traversal and the kind of the exploring side of it. Mm-hmm. But I do kind of wish it was just jumping into, like, a tight mission-to-mission halo yeah that's what every other halo has been so it's like you know it's it's my first one so like it's not like i'm missing out it's all i've really known at this point but it's you know campaign looks super great it runs super well it's just like the multiplayer which again you and i are still having a fucking blast with Mm -hmm. um you know god bless player or uh, slayer playlist i've gone live today so Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah so i don't like i don't have too lot to talk about halo but it said the campaign the story is good I'm I'm a big fan of audio logs in games. You know, just I love like the lore dumps and like he's such a dork. <laughs> I know, I know. I love piecing the story together because they're always found out of order and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And there is some like S tier audio logs. Oh really? And, yeah, it's it's really really good. It's it's so weird. I think my all time favorite game for audio logs is Bioshock Two. Um, so random. I know it's it's so random. Like it was a good game, but like the the story that was being told through these audio logs from beginning to end was it was better than like what was actually taking place in the game. I was like completely enthralled by it, and I'm getting a lot of that vibes. Like it's like cutoffs, and like you're really having to put the pieces together on this one. It's not like where everything is found is in order because you have the openness, right? You're finding things at different intervals and this and that. So it's just you know. It, because I, you know, I watched a couple videos before firing the game up or the campaign up to kind of see like what, where the world is at and like what has happened and character names and this and that and putting it together. Oh, I remember this person is from that that game or that like that storyline and stuff like that. So it's, I think I'm having more fun with putting the puzzle together in the narrative, mm-hmm. which I think is his own experience. Like, was there audio logs in the original or in the previous games, yeah. or was it kind of just you go through it? So you go through it mission to mission, but I believe there were audio logs, there were cut scenes that would show you specific things. I don't know if like, you know, God, one of our buddies would know more than I would. I, I, I truthfully don't know if there were like optional audio logs that you could like skip through or like find. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. But I will say like they, they had uh, one thing they've done pretty relatively reliably since the first ever Halo is they would like 
sort of treated as thriller-ish and mystery-ish and mm. with their cutscenes, like Master Chief would like happen upon like a body and then it would go into a cutscene. And like they were they've always been very good at the kind of storytelling that you were alluding to, like here's a piece of the puzzle mm-hmm. and the viewer kind of ha- or the player kind of has to like figure out where it fits. Mm-hmm. Um and that's like a really effective way to to engage, I think, but I don't know if they like had tons of optional audio logs that the player could either spend time with or that like every single one was crucial i I don't know off the top of my head but it's like you know it's good to hear that you're that you're enjoying it i think like you said like you know campaign takes a lot of the pressure off and you just get to learn the game a little bit more yes get get more involved in the world it's fun to fool around with like you know there's no pressure to like fuck around with the weapons that you find because like when you're in multiplayer like hey like i don't have time to be goofing off with this thing here like you know we're we're trying to get like a you know we're trying to capture point c or whatever there you Mm -hmm. know like i can't be goofing off with oh what's this gonna do but um so that's the nice thing too and then so the other thing is too like even though the game is like semi-open in the campaign there's still like the main core missions that would I'm assuming are no different than like any other Halo game. So you play that like front to back. Like it's like kind of like a set piece type mission mm. that, you know, where it's more traditional, I think. And those are like out of the park, like really cool. Like the um you know, like it sounds obvious because like I've been really getting into the the audio logs, but even like the in like when you're fighting like the I was fighting like um uh it was like a boss fight and the dude was like mad shit talking and it was like spooky I was like man like this guy really sets the tone of like he, he's gonna fuck me up like I gotta be careful like it's one of those games where like I'm playing on normal like I'm not mm-hmm. you know I'm you know like it's, it's not first like I'm Halo on a game too yeah. it's it's first Halo game too but like it's you know it's like immediately like you come upon someone you're like oh like this guy means business and like just by the voice acting alone and the shit he's saying to me it's like trying to get in my head it's like oh like this is it's really really good sound design in the game like i know it's it's you know triple a games nowadays like it's very rarely just this the sound design bad just because you know there's whole departments completely dedicated to making this game sound big and bombastic mm. and you know the gaming role. studios have fucking budgets now yeah, major, major budget. So it's I don't know. All in all, I'm really enjoying it. I've I've hardly scratched the campaign, but what I played, there's just some stuff that I'm not. I think they could have tightened up the open world stuff a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, the rest of it is just you know, it's got the juice. It's good shit. Nice man. I'm glad to hear you're enjoying yeah. it. I I will eventually give that a run. Mm. Um, I think the thing is like I, Halo. Uh, you know, I'm not huge on the campaigns i've played every single one but it's not obviously like i'm much more engaged in the multiplayer stuff but sure um i you know it's a real bummer that there's no co-op at launch uh, that's like such a big part of it for me mm. we'll get so, to it yeah i might genuinely just wait till then but we'll, mm. we'll see um have you watched any 86 i have not um, I, took, I, took, I took a little break for that, but uh, did you uh have you dipped into part two a little more yes um but like barely i'm on episode okay. 14 of the whole show because they're mm. doing that stupid thing where it's like i don't even know what season i'm in i'm in part two whatever sure um i'm not gonna reveal anything until like you are caught up so i'm slowing down considerably on uh on 86 right now mm-hmm. um but yeah i can't say much without really revealing a ton all i will say you digging uh, it though yeah i am digging it they are um they're doing a really good job of like shifting tones and there's some fun evolution and they've 
they've added some new dynamics that like has me in like question marks and I just want to see where this goes, but I think I'd rather see where it goes with you. So I'm going to probably pump the brakes on a little bit. Um, but yeah, man, it still looks uh, pretty promising. Right on. Well, it's like I said, you know, it's just a matter of time management this week. I, I am very excited to go. It's holiday time, man. Yeah. It's it's, it's it's going to be tricky. I did finish the, you were talking about the, uh, there was an episode where it kind of wrapped up both uh, Melise and Shin's stories. Um, kind of like the, the bridge between parts. Oh, uh, like, a, like a whole recap episode, kind of? Yeah. Okay, you watched that? Yeah, okay. So you're about to start the new arc then. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not far behind you. I'm like one afternoon away from, you know, being, being where you are, so. Um, yeah, okay. So you, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I am liking the show, and that's the thing too, like, you know, we've said this every week since I started watching it is, you know, I need to know what's going on with part two, you know, like at, at this point, it's more of a morbid curiosity. I mean, you know, I, I do like the show and I want to watch it, but it's like, I got, I got to see what people are fucking losing their mind over. Yeah. I mean, they, this most recent episode that I watched, like, you, ah, no, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, yeah. they, they, they kick, <laughs> they, 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 they're moving, they're moving. So I'm, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, I've got two things here. And I, this might be a shorter one today, um, but I don't think anybody will complain about that. Um, I picked between, I think I told you last week, I was going to try and decide what show I wanted to spend more time with. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be either Jojo, Jojo's mm-hmm. Bizarre Adventure, or Mob Psycho. Um, and I know, like, you know, Mob Psycho is one of your all times. Um, it's also like, just really big in the community right now for whatever reason i think because season three is coming right mm-hmm. yep people are getting excited and jojo you know particularly uh, like renewed interest because they just launched part five or six called stone ocean yeah. um, so i watched an episode of each and I, like literally what i have in my notes is uh yeah this is the same insane shit that it was last time for jojo <laughs> This is, I wrote, like, this is still a meme. This is still preposterous. I don't know if I should take it seriously or what is going on, but this is a fucking carnival. Like, mm. I, and, like, I, none of that, I don't mean any of that with, uh, like, like, I don't mean any of that no negatively. No, no, no. Like, this is just what it is. And what it is is fucking crazy. Like, I, I don't know, man. You gotta, like, put some time into this thing and just tell me if I'm out of my mind. Is this still the first season that you're trying to dip back into? Ugh, I'm on episode eight of the first season, man. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, you're you're through it. Is there is it 24 episodes or is yeah. it 12? Yeah, it's uh, oh. I think it's like in the 20s. Oh, there um, you go. But it's uh, there's a lot. Um, I think like it like maybe one Sunday I'm just gonna blast through this thing. Mm. But it's just it sucks my energy. I don't know what I don't know what it is. It's like I just I just sit there with my mouth agape mm. the whole time. And I don't know how to feel. Um, it's it's a weird show, dude. I got I got I got to look into it because I got to know what you're talking about. It's uh, it's obscene. I I I, I don't. Um, JoJo doesn't make sense to me. If someone can help me make sense of JoJo, help me make sense of JoJo because I don't know. Like, are they making fun of it? Is the whole thing? Like, do I take it serious? I don't know how to feel. I, I, I don't know. I am, like, I have zero, zero knowledge over it. Like, I know the OPs more than I know the content of the show. You know yeah, what I mean? The, like, the, like, I don't know. The, the title of this should be, like, JoJo. JoJo Bizarre's Adventure, colon. What the fuck is going on? Mm. Like, that's how I feel. I'm um, going to watch them. 
Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up on eighty six and then I'm gonna watch a couple episodes of JoJo. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Watch like four. Or the problem four. is I know I'm gonna get hooked, and then it's just like, well, it's, <laughs> there we go. It's bumping all this other I shit. I had <laughs> someone to share it with, I would watch more of it. But I, yeah, I don't know. But okay, weekly so weekly JoJo pod, one episode. We'll in eventually <laughs> a year we'll we'll get through all six series. <laughs> yeah, I think there are some people. I think I've mentioned them before. That the Strictly series, they're a podcast that we've flirted with on instagram and like they i think like literally 90 percent of their content is jojo related like i think they started their podcast because they're just such jojo enthusiasts hmm. and then we like cross paths with them because they were like oh okay i guess we'll cover attack on titan mm. <laughs> and like, which and that like i don't see any relation between the two and again i'm not taking shots it's just that jojo is fucking insane and i don't sure. understand um anyway okay so uh, so I tried that, and then I tried Mob Psycho. So I think I watched the pilot uh, again last week, mm-hmm. and then this week I watched up to episode six. Nice. So I made I made more progress with Mob Psycho this week, obviously, than than anything else. Um, man, I don't even know where to start with Mob Psycho. So good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. So, okay. It's hard to frame things that are really big sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is pretty cool. I love the animation. Yes. It's very expressive. Mm-hmm. Um, the vibe is kind of like Demon Slayer meets One Punch Man with pieces of Jujutsu Kaisen. That's it sounds like a fucking party to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like all good shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things that they do in the show is the use, like the limited use of this paintbrush art style that they like bust out every now and again. Yes, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and you had told me like, you know, early on, like the art style, the animation is pretty beautiful, and I was expecting that. But I think what I was expecting was like really lit fight scenes, and there are that is part of it. But I don't think that I was expecting like how they would kind of dynamically use. Mm-hmm. animation to like play up emotion it's not traditional sakuga moments no it's not yeah. and um i think that was probably my mistake um in judging this book kind of by its cover i th- it, you know and i don't blame myself too much because the the pilot sort of sets it up as like yeah this is going to be a monster of the week like um you know the mentor guy is gonna be a kind of a pain in the ass and mob is sort of this like obtuse kid that's super gifted and they're just gonna have adventures together and that's like that is a big part of the show surface level but it it does not hint at uh everything else that's going on and you know we talk about how hard pilots are yeah like they're incredibly difficult so i don't think that i don't know if they could have done better like i don't know if like a pilot for a show like this could have like done a better job of hinting about the fact that there's a lot going on beneath the surface but that's like my error in not watching more than one episode because mm. the the pilot is good um but the episodes that follow are much better right B- big time um i think i watched episodes like three through five in one day what was the last so what was the last thing you saw let me look it's been a while since i watched it we meet Mob's brother. Okay. Who's having a rough time. He wishes he had powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and in episode five, uh, so I'm going back one, Mob encounters another Esper or another kid with genuine powers, and they have a straight up 
fucking Sakuga fight. Yeah. Um, Dimple, Dimple, you know, who was uh, one of the villains from episode three or four, was reduced to this, like, little slime ball um, and had become Mob's companion, and I thought that was working quite well. But he Some of the best line reads. <laughs> yeah, but he dies in this fight, and I was like, wow, that was, like, really quick to get rid of him. I thought he'd be around for a while. Um, there, Mob gets to 100% in that fifth episode. Mm-hmm. And then by the sixth episode, um, it looks like his brother succeeds in bending a spoon, and that's sort of the cliffhanger moment. But then the brother sees Dimple. So he's back, but I don't know in what form or how or what or if there's, like, fuckery. You can't um, get rid of Dimple. Yeah, so I'm glad that he's back. I'm glad, like, I really didn't see character development coming from the brother or, um, like, more just plot time because the brother literally comes out of left field Yeah. Um, in the show. Again, it's very early days. We're fifth and sixth episode, episode here, so I, I don't know how that's going to go. Um, but, man... You know, just all of those things was really fun. The cult thing, how we meet Dimple was great. Because, um, he, you know, like he's like running this whole cult thing with the, the happy masks, which was yeah, pretty yeah. eerie. That was pretty great. I liked the um, the one-on-one Esper fight was good. It yeah. felt like an eventuality that Mob would encounter someone uh, that was maybe not as equal, but, you know, that would he would get in a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that they kind of got that out of the way early. Not that I don't want more of that, but I didn't want like 20 episodes of build up. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. just sort of yeah. happened. And well, that's it's like a, a big thing with show, the show, right? Like it's only yeah. 12 episodes per season, so like they're oh, very is that it? Yeah, they're like they're very effective with their time. You know, it's the like there's not a lot of time to fuck around. So like it's it's very concrete episode to episode. Like you know, it's it's not quite an all killer no filler. Like it, it, there's it's it's actually incredible that they can get these slow down moments in like between hype episodes, you know, like where it's like balls to the walls. Like it's just it's such a cohesive package. It's it's it kind of baffling considering yeah. what it is. So the like the okay, so the mechanism of him getting to hundred mm. percent that plot mechanic, it does he so when he reaches hundred percent and he has his freak out, does he not necessarily feel the same emotion each time? Like because at the end of episode five or six, after he has this fight and destroys the school in it, he reaches a hundred percent. I think he says he feels sadness, mm. at, like in that moment. Like, is the idea that he channels a specific emotion when he has these outbursts? I I always took it. There's like the arc is the different emotions he kind of is battling with at the time. Okay. You know, like, it's kind of, like, it kind of dips into it. Like, it's not, like, you know, strict, like, one-to-one that way. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's a, there's so many layers to, like, that's a big, like, emotion is, like, a big theme of the show, right? So oh, it's, yeah. But, um, Kids yeah, no, depressed. it's big time. For, like, and, you know, they, they, they get into that, too, and it's not just, like, kind of, like, a throwaway line of, like, oh, he just happened to be that way. Like, it's, you mm. know, there seems to be, the show, there's more purpose to it than there is, like, at face value. Yeah, no, I'm definitely learning yeah. that, and, and yeah. they're definitely doing a really good job of that. Uh, also, um, great OP. I might uh, like the the ending theme even more. What's the is there a word for that? What's the ending theme? I think it's the ED. The ED. Uh, but yeah, the like just the art style, like in the paintbrush stuff, dude. I can't get mm-hmm. enough of that. I th- that's some of the most gorgeous shit, shit I've seen. Oh yeah, it's season two. I, I really like the I, I really like the opener for season two as well. Um, debatably 
better than the first one. But the first one is phenomenal. It's that's always in the car. I'm always jamming 99. And then season two, the title is called 99.9. Oh, that's it's, pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's like in house they have someone that does the music, like the soundtrack for the whole show. That's pretty cool. And uh, you can get the you can just go listen to the full album if you want. It's it's really really cool. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I think like I'm gonna try and not burn this, but this might this might end up being like a really fun like holiday. You know, mm-hmm. the holidays are coming. Uh, one of the things I'm excited uh, most about about the holidays is uh, getting like all the the social part done, <laughs> and then wasting wasting away for like maybe two days, mm-hmm. which is crazy because if you think about like summer vacation as a kid, you like you just do two straight months of that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And now I just, want, I just want I just want 24-hour pieces. <laughs> um, not to sound too sad. Um, yeah, anyway, you know, to the shock of no one, Mob Psycho is great. Um, mm. I'm really happy that, that I gave that another shot. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, man, it's uh, obviously a solid recommendation. Um, very excited to, to get into it more. Um, right with that, I think I'm right just about out of things. Do you got anything else? Well, where are you at with... I don't want to get into it tonight because I really want to unpack it, but Succession just ended this past Sunday. Dude, I'm so behind. Yeah, so like I said, we're, we'll talk Succession when, when you're all caught up there, but um, I'm just going to say, you know, unreal ending. Like, no surprise. Really? Yeah, 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 really good. Okay, I have, like, questions mm. that are, like, not spoilery, but I think, sure. like, no matter what, I'm going to... I don't know if there's a way to... Do you think they'll do a season four? 100%. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, no, no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, it was renewed. I think right before season three premiered, they're like, yeah, there's oh, a fourth season. Oh, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think I knew that. So yeah. that's not really a spoiler. Um, what else? You think they, we got more um, Emmy noms coming? Uh, big time. Do you think it is the strongest season, one through three? Hmm. Or how, how would you rank seasons one through three in strength order? I would say two, three, one, two, three, one. Er, it's hard. I don't know. I show that gets better is you know the first. So no spoilers. How many episodes have you seen, dude? Like two. Okay, we're gonna so, I mean, we're gonna like catch up and just destroy it over the break. But yeah, no, no like, this. I, mean, I I can I can say this without spoiling. I think the problem with this season in the beginning, like the first two episodes, were very good, mm-hmm. but it was it felt like it was like the backdraft of season two. Like if it still felt like we were dealing with the, you know, the repercussions of everything that was yeah. going on. Then it was the third season. The story was moving forward, but it was still very much caught up in the, what was, it, it was almost like season 2.5, the first like three episodes. I would yeah, say that's where I'm at. So everything past those three episodes, it kind of comes to a front of like, Oh, now we're, it kind of feels like now we're in season three at that point going forward. And I think those are the strongest episodes of the season. Like I, I think the latter half, or the you know maybe two thirds, the last two thirds of season three are the strongest probably in the show. I think, but season two from beginning to end is more of like a cohesive, like solid package. So I think that's why you know as a whole season it would be a little stronger. But season three is tremendous, man. Like it's the writing is insane in this show. Like it just the jokes and the performances. Like you know again, I'm not gonna. You know, the writing by far every single time but there there's not a single person in the cast of the main cast that does not get at least like 
four or five major standouts throughout the whole season. Everyone like, pulls their weight. Like th- it's time. one of the yeah. best written shows I've ever seen, man. Like it's mm-hmm. because I remember I, I've told this anecdote on the podcast before, I think, but like I'll say it again just for the sake of being thorough. Like the premise of Succession is not wholly original or groundbreaking. And I think this show is proof that it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. You just have to execute. You have to just just write well. And that like that's all the show does. It writes character well, it writes plot well, and the execution obviously the performances are astounding, the camera work is astounding, like it doesn't help doesn't hurt that it has an insane budget from HBO. Mm-hmm. I get that too. But like at the end of the day, like the, the, this is story and it's people. Um, and man, like this is just to me like you know I, without having seen season three, it, it just felt like a really good uh, masterclass in, in script writing. I'm a really really big fan. Yeah, uh, and it just it continues like it pushes and pushes <sighs> and pushes right till the very end. And you know I remember you know because that was the thing too. I, I completely blanked. I think I got distracted with De- the Demon Slayer premiere, and I completely blanked on episode eight of Succession. So you know I watched episode eight like an hour before the next the new one or the finale premiered and watching those two episodes back to back new was just like holy fuck like my head was ringing i felt like i was getting punched in the face repeatedly it was just like one thing after another after another hmm. and it's just like the hbo formula you know like the last two episodes you know the penultimate episode there's always some big shit that happens and then you gotta unpack you know, it in the finale and, and they unpack it in the finale and then like that last you know that last stretch just kind of like ramps it right back up again and it's like that for all their shows. It's not, it's not just Succession. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very yeah. It's a very smart show. The the editing is very. They know how to let good, stuff. Good good point. Good point about the editing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's there's they know exactly when. Okay, everyone's you know they're done. We're done choking you for now. You can breathe for a moment and then you get right back into it. It's it's uh, because yeah, it's, if they were all gas, good. no breaks, it wouldn't work, right? Like. Uh huh. It, like if they just gave you the business at all times, like you realize the audience needs moments, like these mm-hmm. quiet developmental moments between characters to like just build character. Like let's not focus on plot every second of every day. Like we need to just like give the audience a break, do some fun shit over here, have a Greg and Tom moment, which is like some of the most, like one of the best duos ever for mm-hmm. me. They're fucking great. Um, all right, that's that's Succession season three, and we will we will review the whole thing. Uh, you know. Uh, on a podcast episode coming soon we will be back with that yeah you have anything else my friend that is all awesome okay guys thank you if you made it this far this has been the post show um as we mentioned at the top of the episode you know we do this uh, we put these out on fridays we're covering demon slayer and we release those episodes on wednesdays uh, follow us on social media uh, instagram at part-time otaku podcast or something like that um take the appropriate social media action whatever feels right in your heart uh do it um thank you for listening and we will see you next week bye guys cheers